Welcome to the shores of Lake Norman here at the Off Access Paint Studios. Every time you say that, I'm going to laugh. <laughs> at the Off Access Paint Studios here in Mooresville, North Carolina. This is the fourth episode of the Loud Pedal Podcast, often imitated but never duplicated on Flow Racing, and it's exciting uh, to be back. We're back in Mooresville. I just got back yesterday from Ohio. Uh, I made runs at Eldora, and of course, you both of us ran at Eldora, uh, working there, and then I went to Gas City and Kokomo with some excellent races with the USAC National Midget Series and Sprint Car Series, and we're finally back, back in studio. It's good to be back, bud. Yeah, it was a bit of a uh, extended run for you there in uh, in Ohio, but welcome back to North Carolina here. Yeah, I think I'm ready to go back to Ohio. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> North Carolina, the weather is amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful down here right um, now. Of course, you get, you know cookout we got to go there um <laughs> you're a big cookout guy <laughs> we were having this argument with larson on the golf course about the best cheeseburgers he's of course an in and out guy mm. are you an in and out guy i am i like in and out yeah i just think in and out is highly overrated and yeah. i think i think that's gonna piss a, people, a lot of people off because i think it's good but like i would put five guys burger yeah i mean yeah in i mean in and out isn't like the best burger i've ever had but i think I think if you do it animal style, like that's that changes it a little bit. And I love their shakes, like their strawberry milkshakes to me are are the best. Good. So I uh, I I enjoy going there. But I told Larson he would have won the governor's reign if he would have went to Cupy, which is in Lima, Ohio, okay. right after, which is like one of the most most historic uh, hamburgers and fries and malts you can get. Actually, Wendy's copied their idea from Cupy. Gotcha. And Wendy's went national with it. Mm. And QP just kind of stayed local, which was probably a mistake on their part. But I think the nostalgia of staying local is uh, the reason why QP is the best. I'll tell you, some of the best food I had in Ohio was at uh, Bobber's Restaurant Bar and Grill there. Old, old at, Bobber's. At, uh, that toilet water that your mom made us was was pretty solid. Actually, both of them were pretty good. <laughs> I don't think that uh, if you go in there and ask for a toilet water, you're not going to get as tuned up as we had it. But uh. <laughs> we, had the, we had the members <laughs> discount or the, you know, the members, members double shot there. Well, we got us uh, meat lovers pizza, and it was fun. That it was, was a good time. We, of course, uh, you saw the last podcast we did. We were in our living room uh, at our, you know, the Burnett bunker, if you will, right along the lake, Indian Lake, and uh, we're back in studio. So let's talk about some of the racing before we get into uh, previewing some races that are going to be coming up on here on Flow Racing. The USAC National Midget Series and the Sprint Car Series were both at Gas City in Kokomo the first night. Gas City. An impressive run by Cannon McIntosh, three straight for Keith Coons Motorsports. That was his third USAC National win, only second points win, though, because the other one came at DuCoin uh, during the winter. Um, but Cannon has it rolling right now. They're really good. Yeah, he is. He's really good. And and just I think that's what we expected, right? You know, when he, he kind of burst on the scene and then he, he got this ride with Keith. I mean, I think he's he showed every step of the way that he's a national midget level contender, a championship contender. And, he, and he's young. So, he, you know, there's just things that as he continues to race, he's going to learn and, and he'll you know turn into a true championship contender. But um, him, they're really good. Him and Buddy, you know, obviously are, are two of the best every night. So they've got a they got a good lineup over there. No doubt. Um, we'll see if. You know, he returns to Keith Coons Motorsports next year. I would imagine he would. He's been really, really, really good, um, especially, you know, getting some wins here recently. He won at Sweet Springs and then, of course, won at Gas City. Uh, so a good run for him. Tyler Courtney was second that night, chasing down Wyndham in the points lead. However, the next night, the Midgets, uh, Chris Wyndham wins at Kokomo from 14th, which was just an impressive drive, one of the best drives of the weekend. Yeah, Kokomo is a hard place to, especially in the Midgets, but I mean, even in the sprint cars, too. 
it's just so fast in the midgets that it's it's hard to drive through the field there. I mean, it's hard to start, you know, middle of the top 10 and, and drive up to the front there a lot of nights. So to do it from 14th, uh, that was big. And he needs that. You know, I mean, it's that, that midget championship is really, really tightened up. It's only eight points between him and, and Tyler. So uh, every, you know, every night like that matters. And, you know, you've got to get all the points you can. So uh, that was big for him. Before we play his interview, let's talk about the sprint car race. Gas City, CJ Leary took Justin Grant to school with an impressive move on the last lap on the final restart. Um, we'll, we'll play Leary's interview as well, but um, Leary was on the chip. He didn't have Davey there with him. Um, he didn't have his dad there. It was just him and, and his friends and his buddies, you know, out just having some fun and uh, an impressive drive from CJ Leary at Gas City to win on the last couple laps and take the win. Yeah, what, what's the story with Davey? Where was he at? I don't know. He just I didn't wasn't the there? Yeah, he just wasn't there. Okay. Um, so we're going to have to maybe ask CJ about that. But – yeah, he didn't have uh, the crew chief. I don't know if it was family matters or what, but uh, they that car actually they clipped. Yeah, I don't know if he got in a crash. I mean, he must have. Was it Terre Haute or something? Where he, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they had to you know realign that car, and he said we didn't have no idea how good it was going to be, but it was very good that yeah. night. Well, and that place kind of owes him one, and he you know talked about it in his interview. But after that sprint week race last year, and he's always been good there too, you know. But um that was he earned that one he got up on the wheel yep and bacon was in the podium uh finishing third justin grant was second at gas city here is cj leary talking about his win at gas city in victory lane with cj leary boy what a move that was there on the restart walk us through that uh, against justin grant man you know we start on the front row uh gas city's been pretty good to me over the years and uh, i felt like we probably could roll the bottom to a sweet victory but it just just didn't happen you know dave got around us and justin got us and I just felt like I couldn't get off of three and four like I needed to on the bottom. So I started moving around and in lap traffic, I, I found some moisture like right through the center. It was really weird. I slide myself and catching a little strip off of four uh, right in the middle. Kind of what Justin was doing to get to the lead. And on the restart, you know, my, my receiver batteries went dead and I had no idea there were only three laps to go. So um, I expected Justin to slide himself on the restart three and four. And then he, he threw a curveball. I mean, he went to the bottom and I about ran him over getting into three and you know I just drove around him you know it was, it was weird how how much momentum I had coming off four and kind of threw a chop getting into one and you know it felt like a white flag was was a lot easier than leading all 30 so um, you know we got a race stolen from us here sprint week last year so come back and um, and run really good this race car got clipped over the week so uh, I had really no uh, no idea if it was going to be any good this week or not you know sometimes they're better sometimes they're worse so Joe did a hell of a job getting the car put back together and uh, a couple late nights, and here we are in victory lane. I was going to ask you, do you feel like this place owed you one after uh, the one that you thought you had won last uh, year? I mean, a little bit. Um, you know, like I said, I've been pretty good here over the years and running on podium and stuff, but getting the win is, is everything. And last year when uh, Race Monitor said we won and, and uh, the youth soccer officials said we didn't win, so it was frustrating for sure, you know, but we was in a championship hunt, and uh, second place finish is better than seventh, so... Um, you know, I, I corrected Christy a little bit, just kind of throwing a jab at her there. But, uh, no, it's just a lot of fun. Like I said, uh, I'm crew chiefless, and um, my dad's not here. So me and a couple buddies out here having fun, and uh, we parked this thing. That's it. C.J. Leary in victory lane tonight with USAC at Gas City. Leary, of course, uh, not in the championship hunt. Uh, Brady Bacon and, of course, uh, Chris Windham 
and Chase Stockin. I believe it's 30 points back to Wyndham, 40 points back to Stockin. Bacon has the lead going into Lawrenceburg this weekend. Um, but Leary, nonetheless, an impressive run at Gas City. Uh, then we go the next night with the sprint cars at Kokomo. Brady Bacon and Tyler Courtney put on one hell of a show at Kokomo. Uh, slider after slider. At one point, um, Sunshine passed Bacon, and I was like, this thing is over. And then Bacon gets back up on the mm -hmm. wheel and passes him on the low line. And I think even Courtney was like, I was shocked to see uh, you know, him get back on the wheel and pass me that way. But then lap traffic just got in the way, and uh, it became a bit of a mess. But uh, it could have been a lot worse for Bacon if he got caught up in lap traffic, but he still finished second. Yeah, and, and Brady obviously is a, you know, a multi-time champion, so understands the value of just you know, salvaging good nights too. And, and, uh, and want to give a shout-out to Tim Creech. You know, obviously that was a, a scary-looking wreck in the B-Main. Oh, yeah. I'm glad that he's, uh, you know, for all intents and purposes, that uh, he's still with us, quite frankly, because, you know, it was you know, a bit, I think, touch-and-go there for a little bit. But uh, great news, you know, that he's been posted on Facebook that he's doing okay and, um, you know, obviously glad to see that. Yeah, let's play back-to-back -back interviews. First of Chris Wyndham after his midget win and talking about the Sprint Car Series points battle. And then let's play Bacon uh, talking about having the points lead going to Lawrenceburg. You'll see those two interviews back to back right now. Yeah, we had to make up a lot of ground tonight in both classes and uh, it was just a tough track. It really was a tough track to pass on, honestly, even though we came from that far back. I, I couldn't get much done in the sprint car race, just guys everywhere, nowhere to go with how slick it was. But I was pretty pissed after that. So I, I made something work in the midget and uh, it took me a few laps to figure it out. but. You know, I just figured out I, I could get down in that last tiny little strip of moisture around the infield tires, and uh, guys were washing up, and that's where I was making ground. It seems like when you drive those things pissed off, you drive them a little <laughs> bit harder, they can go a little bit faster. Yeah, I was trying, but tonight you had to slow down. The slowdown was faster, so you just it was you know mentally draining trying to hit your marks and miss those infield tires. But you know, we I knew I had to get there to keep the points lead because Sunshine's been been on it lately and it's uh it's a battle and we gotta we gotta keep plugging away you know we're not out of the sprint car we fell back a little bit tonight but uh got one more race to see what can happen and then we gotta we gotta keep plugging away at this midget deal you have nine races left in the midget series but of course one left at lawrenceburg you're good at lawrenceburg and you and brady go on there pretty tight uh, heading into this championship yeah definitely um you know i i don't know how many he's up on me now where i think we're gonna have to beat him by quite a few spots but like you said we we run good at lawrenceburg i think we were in second there this year so we uh, we gotta see what we can do, and then the head out west in the midgets after I think one or two back here, and uh, you know these guys these guys are keeping everything on top of it though, and I think uh, I think we'll be just fine as long as we as long as we stick to our game plan. Congrats on the win. Uh, good luck at Lawrenceburg. Thank you. With Brady Bacon, second place finish with the USAC National Sprint Car Series. Bud, going to Lawrenceburg, you got this points title right where you want it. Well, I'd like it a little more than that, but uh, yeah, definitely compared to being down. You know, to start the weekend to being up now, uh, we had a pretty good weekend. Obviously, we wanted to get that win tonight, but uh, the win at Kokomo seems to be pretty elusive for us. Uh, I thought we had a better car, kind of got stuck out front, sitting duck, and he got some stuff going. Then we got rolling on the bottom, and we're a little bit better, and uh, just got caught up in lap traffic. So uh, those guys are good here, and uh, you know, we're lucky we actually got close to getting in a wreck in lap traffic. So. We'll, uh, we'll take it and uh, go into Lawrenceburg and obviously try to win at Lawrenceburg. It's a hometown race for the Hoffmans and I always try to run good there. Is there any kind of nerves when you're going through lap traffic like that knowing you're in a points title? Uh, there wasn't until one of them just decided to like slow down half speed down the back straightaway on the last lap. That was a little unnerving, but uh, gave him some thoughts, hand signals after the race. And <laughs> uh, But yeah, fortunately we didn't get in any trouble. But 
Yeah, man, when that happens a split second, you think, wow, I could end it all right there. You guys are really good at Lawrenceburg going to that place. Um, you got to feel pretty confident going there with how good you guys have been there over the years. Yeah, we're good there, but Chris is good there too. You know, you have your normal handful of guys that run good there, so it's a high-speed, uh, you know, elbows-up kind of place. And um, you know, I felt like we need to make some improvements there. The last couple times we've been there, and we're gonna make some adjustments and see if we can get a little bit better. All right, good luck, buddy. Thanks. Chris Windham, Brady Bacon, those two battling for a championship this weekend at Lawrenceburg. Actually, Bacon was down in the points going into Gas City and Kokomo, so two big nights for Brady Bacon. Has him sitting pretty good going into Lawrenceburg, but he, you know, he said in the interview he'd like to have it a little bit better. Yeah, well, that was a huge, it was a huge point swing, obviously, but thirty points. I mean, that's a that's, pretty sizable margin. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's his to lose. You know, I mean, obviously, um, I mean, we've seen Brady. I mean, he's had his fair share of issues this year. You know, on the non-wing side, just you know, with random things that have happened, but. Um, it's a really good track for all three of those guys, for Chase, for Wyndham, and Brady. They've all won there. Um, so all it would take, I guess, is, is Brady, you know, getting buried or getting a bad pill drawn, not laying down a good qualifying lap, and, and you know, it could be Chris's. But 30 points, you know, it's it's uh, that's a, a pretty healthy margin. So it'll be fun. I'm, I'll be able to go. I'll be in Indy working the Indy car yeah. races this weekend, and I'm going to go down there after uh, after our race Saturday and, and catch it out, you know, catch it. So, um Excited to to get to see a national sprint car champion crowned in Indiana. It's been a long time since that's happened, so it'll be be neat to see that. Of course, when you told me that you were going to uh, Lawrenceburg, I automatically wanted you to do work for me. Well, I that's the reason I texted you <laughs> because I kind of expected that it would be good content to have. So hopefully, Dylan Welch will get the champion. We'll have it on the show next week, whether it be Brady Bacon or you know, of course, Chris Windham or Chase Stockin. You do get a lot of points for qualifying, right? How many points do you get? Yeah, I mean, I think it's – I shouldn't even say because I honestly don't know. But that, that's the nice thing about this format is that you can make up points earlier in the night. Night Now you can make up points in qualifying, make up points in the heat races. Um, so every time you're on track matters. Uh, and it, it very easily could be tightened up by the time they get to the feature. But um, – you know, again, I think, you know, I think Brady obviously is in control here. He's just got to go out and be solid and, and, you know, doesn't even have to win really. I don't think he's just got to not have anything go wrong. Mm -hmm. It was a pleasure running around Gassidy and Kokomo chatting with those boys after, uh, you know, heartbreak some nights, you know, Wyndham wasn't very happy with his run at the sprint car series race at Kokomo. Uh, Bacon was pretty happy with his points that he got at Gassidy and Kokomo. So uh, it was fun to talk to them. All right, let's preview some of the races that are going to be coming up here on flow racing. First off, one of the, Deals that I'm super excited about, just being a 360 guy at heart. You know, 360s ran locally at Limeland every single Friday when I was there. Of course, when they didn't rain out, um, it seems like you know someone turned on the sprinkler and they didn't uh, run sometimes, <laughs> and they're, they're still that way. But um, yeah, 360s are you know a big deal. You see them run at Knoxville with the 360 Nationals. Well, the biggest 360 race is happening this weekend, and it's on Flow. It's the 360 Short Track Nationals. Um, what a huge event. They have 59 cars going to that event, Dylan. Um, I think Harley White's going to be there. Um, you know, the, the Swindells are not going to be there. You usually see the Swindells uh, run there. But um, a pretty stout field of some of the best, you know, Sprint Car Series drivers in the world that run 360s. And uh, it's exciting to see it on, you know, Flow Racing. It's going to yeah, be fun. Yeah, it's always a, always a big event. And, and like you said, great car count. I mean, that you know, that's up there with, with – some of the biggest we've had this year so it'll be fun to watch it's always a you know always a cool little racetrack down there at i-30 in little rock and um like you said awesome that, that flow has it and it'll be able to be be broadcasted this year that race 
put a lot of drivers on the map, including Christopher Bell, who uh, ran there with the you know the Berryman car and the 31B. I don't even know if he won that race. I think it was just one of those deals where he ran so well in that race that he would just was founded. And, and you know the the, the mini sprint race, the micro race that happened. Um, I believe, uh, you know, the Southern national race or whatever, but, um, that is a big time race and could put someone on the map if they win that. Thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, it's a 360 race, but it doesn't lessen the value and the importance of that race. Cause it's, I mean, it is one of the bigger sprint car races in the country. So, uh, definitely a chance for somebody to, to get up on the wheel and, and, you know, make something happen Friday and Saturday night on flow racing. We bring out the a team, uh, Brian Holbert will be there. Tony Bachoven will be there. Ben Shelton, all three of those guys on the call on flow racing for the short track nationals. You might want to tune into that thing. Cause it is going to be good. That's one of the bigger races we have this weekend. Absolutely. All right. What else do we have this weekend? Um, Lawrenceburg, we're going to crown a champion with the USAC national sprint car series, which is unique because usually we go out to the oval nationals and, and, you know, have the Eagle on the line. And I think, you know, we have tons of points that go that way, but one more final race, and Indiana is going to see a champion crowned there, which is unique. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think that's the that's the best case scenario is that you know, obviously doing the championship at, at Paris, the Oval Nationals, or even at at, uh, at Arizona, the last couple of years is is great. But obviously, our core fan base is is in the Indy area, so uh, to have a have an opportunity to, to do that this year and and have a great points battle, you know, come down to the line. I mean, the sprint car points battles the last couple of years have been outstanding, so be great to to be able to watch it all come down to the you know the the last few laps at, at an indiana track and for those guys to be able to celebrate with their indiana fans our guest this week is going to be chad boats you're going to hear him in a second he of course is trying to win chris windham a triple crown in the usac national midget series i believe it's eight points separating he and tyler courtney going into the final 10 races on the usac national midget schedule when they go out west we'll talk to him in a second but before we do that our homage to the Frolic Bar and Grill in Indiana. And it was good to see some of the boys uh, this weekend. Um, had a few beers with them. Um, but the Hat Shake, we're not presented by anybody. Wow, I just about uh, put a sponsor in there. From the we are taking days. sponsorships, though, if, <laughs> you'd like to, sponsorships. if you'd like to sponsor the Hat Shake. If you'd like to sponsor the Hat Shake. Um, but who is your hat shake this week? I got to give one to Critter. You and I were talking about how, Boy, he how, can rip. how much he was up on the wheel this weekend. So I'll give mine to old Critter Malone. Yeah, I'm going to give mine to Jaden Rogers. Just, yeah. you know, he's been qualifying super well. Um, he's He's been super fast. Unfortunately, he cost me some money during sprint week. Yeah, me too. <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't that great during sprint week. But he has learned a lot running with these national guys. And I think I told you, I was like, he might win one uh, next year. Oh, he could I mean, very easily sneak one at Hobstadt or someplace like that for sure. But I mean, he's you know he's good around you know the like Putnamville's and Bloomingtons and places where you know he runs Paragon all the time and stuff too. So um, again, I think the best you know the best medicine is like going and racing full time with USAC because it's just going to speed up your learning curve that much more and running consistently with him the last couple of weeks. You can see he's gotten better. Jane Rogers and then Tanner Thorson. Uh, we've talked about this before on our podcast. He has coil all around the car, all mm -hmm. four sides of the car, which is very touch and go. Um, he gets in that car this this week and two, you know, well, a podium finish at Kokomo and a top five at Gas City. I was not expecting them to be that good right away. Look, I'm I've told everybody this. I think he's the best guy right now. Like, I think if you if you're somebody who's looking to hire a driver he's the first guy you call. Like, I think he just gets in everything and just drives it so hard that he's going to get the best out of it. You're going to know where you, you know, where your program sits when he gets in the car. And, and obviously he's going to run wing races now, but it's like, 
he just drives the crap out of the midgets, you know, every single night. So I, I wasn't surprised, to be honest with you. Jerome Rodell has got great race cars. He does. And, and you know, Tanner just gets in everything and makes it go fast. It's just the learning curve of switching to a new car, the feel of the new car. It didn't take very long for him to get a top five the first night and a podium the second night. Uh, Thorson has been highly impressive, and I'm sure they're going to win a race this year uh, with that car you know, already. Um, let's talk to Chad Boat. Of course, he owns Dylan's car. Dylan drives for him, Tucker Boat Motorsports, but he also owns cars for the point leader in the USAC National Midget Series, Chris Windham, and also Andrew Laser. He's about a block down the street. We're going to get him <laughs> on Zoom right now here on the Love and Pedal Podcast. on-demand coverage of the sport we all love. Welcome back to the Loud Pedal Podcast here on Flow Racing. We're now joined by Chad Boat, who owns Tucker Boat Motorsports in the USAC National Midget Series. Currently leading points with Chris Windham. How how are you guys doing? Uh, big win at Kokomo over the weekend. Yeah, it was good. Uh, you know, first off, thanks for having me on. Uh, excited to be back on. I obviously was on the prior, um, you know, mm -hmm. the Friends before, and excited to get on the, the new podcast. But, uh, yeah, Kokomo was really good. Um, you know, when you're able to win from mid-pack, it's, uh, it's cool just because you know you had a great car and the driver did a great job. So Chris was up on the wheel, and he got it done. What's it been like for you, Chad, as an owner? I mean, I know you've been in uh, you've been in various points battles throughout your career as a driver, but like as an owner and and just being the guy that's working on the race car, how has this season ending battle kind of been from your perspective? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely gonna be it's definitely gonna come down to the wire. and I fully expect it to uh, to be really close um, at Bakersfield and, and and to be decided at Bakersfield. So right now, you know, with four um, points races left, we have Tri-State and then two Arizonas and Bakersfield. I feel like if we can get through Tri-State well, um, you know, it's a track Chris has a lot of experience out running a sprint car. I think he's only running the midget there once, maybe last year. Um, I feel like we can get through there even. I feel like Arizona is going to be good for our package. Um, you know, we have great motors with the Speedway Toyotas, so that's a motor track for sure, and I think we can get there. It'll it'll uh it'll be good i was a little disappointed when you stopped driving because you're such a good race car driver but what has the challenge been like owning your own team you know you, you guys kind of made the switch i say right before tulsa came out of tulsa you know won a prelim night with bell second at the chili bowl super fast probably the best cars in the building what has this process been like for you you know jumping out of the seat of the race car and kind of you know controlling your own team and 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 working on these race cars yeah, it's been it's been exciting. So, um, actually, just the other day, I think it's almost been a year since I ran last. I was thinking about it, and um, you know, headed into Wayne County Tri-State. That's the first weekend Geo was in the 84 last year. Um, you know, we just had a lot of opportunities that were presented that it made more sense from a long-term perspective on what I wanted to do and what I wanted to do with the brand and continue to grow it. And I think since that point and i made that decision to go all in and build the brand and put the best cars possible out on the track that we've uh you know we've been able to do that you know obviously winning the first night at plasterville was awesome last year christopher ran second 
And then, you know, rolling in the Chili Bowl, we had, you know, six really fast cars. Um, we were two spots away total from putting five in the A-Main. Um, so it was uh, it was really good in the Chili Bowl. And then the USAC season has been, um, you know, successful. We have eight wins to most of any of the teams. Um, Wyndham has quite a few podiums. Um, I think he's only been off the podium like three times throughout the whole year. So when you're able to do that, it makes your effort that you put in, um, you're, you know, you're rewarded. So I've, I've really enjoyed it a lot. How have your, and I, I want to phrase this correctly because I know you're a competitive person, but like as a owner compared to a driver, when you're at the racetrack and you want to win, like how has, how has just being an owner changed your expectations for the cars you're putting on the track, if that makes sense? Um, you know, it's obviously as a driver, right. You are, um, you know, you feel pressure to get it done on the track when you have the car capable of doing it. So now I feel like that pressure is just making sure that your drivers have the cars capable of going out there and winning. Um, and when you get to work with guys like, you know, Kyle and Christopher, um, they help you grow your program and, uh, you know, push you to be better for sure. Because obviously, you know, if you give them the car, they can get it done. And, you know, that's no different than any other drivers we have. Um, you know, we feel like any of them that get in the car at any time can, uh, can get the job done. And we just need to run you a little bit more, Dylan. <laughs> I know. I just need to quit my day job. I'll be there every weekend. <laughs> I know. Every time we try to go racing, Dylan's got to work. <laughs> <laughs> so what's it like working with Dylan who races maybe three times a year and working with him trying to, you know, set up cars and get the car the way he wants it to be. But he's, you know, obviously only in the car three times a year. Yeah. I mean, I think it's probably more difficult for Dylan than me. Um, honestly, <laughs> uh, I feel like we have a good package that we can show up to the track with and, and get comfortable. Um, that's worked with, you know, a bunch of different drivers. Um, but obviously, you know, finding that last half tenth is can be difficult, but Dylan does such a good job. And I always tell him, um, you know, and I obviously a bunch of people will tell him what a good job he does for just not racing. And I like, I think back to Lenko qualifying, um, it was on the fence and you had to be all the way up there and, and Dylan got it done and qualified in the top six. And that's what it's about at the USAC races. Like I told him, um, it's all about qualifying, honestly, because the field is so competitive. Like if you qualify bad, um, it's just hard to drive up through there because it's hard to be that much better than all the other people. And that's what really made Kokomo really rewarding was like, we always talk about how hard it is to drive through the field and we were able to do that. Um, which makes that one even specialer, but, uh, you know, definitely the USAC scene and even really any type of racing track position is important. Well, I think that's, that's the cool thing too, about your program is that obviously when you, when you were racing, I mean, you know, you, you won and your cars were really good, but it almost seemed like once you stepped back and you could focus all in on just making, making everything on the track as good as it could be, it's like your cars have become the cars that you want to drive. I mean, obviously you know, we had a who's who's lineup at Chili Bowl. And, and I know there was other guys even that were talking to you that things didn't work out, but it's like your cars are desirable. Now people want to drive your stuff and be in your cars. I'm sure that I'm sure that makes as hard as the decision was to step back. I'm sure that that validates it a little more too. Oh, absolutely. And that, you know, that's that feeling that I got when I would win races as a driver, I still get that as I, as an owner too. Um, you know, it's equally rewarding to see someone be successful in something that you put, you know, a lot of blood, heart and tears into. Um, 
So, you know, going to midget week and winning five of six with Chris and Kyle was, I mean, that's a dream week, honestly, you know, we were that far away from, from winning the whole week and winning the championship. So um, I think now as an owner, I kind of just get to experience that feeling a little bit more because, you know, we show up with at least two cars that can win every night, you know, Andrew Laser's done a great job this year. He's continued to develop. Um, you know, he didn't have his best finish at Kokomo, but he had his best mm-hmm. overall night at Kokomo, you know, qualified third quick, made it through his heat and was going to pass Justin Grant for the lead before he hit that hole and, and bounced a little bit. But um, I think from the owner side side, just showing up and having cars that are capable with drivers that are capable to win races has been really rewarding. Yeah. That was unlucky for laser uh, heartbreaker at Kokomo. Um, so one thing I like to talk to Keith about is the difference in driving style between Kyle Larson and Christopher bell from your eyes. What's the difference between the two? Uh, Christopher is very technical. Like he has a very good understanding of the cars and, um, and you know, obviously no district for Kyle, but Kyle is just, he gets in and hammers it. He is a, you know, driver. Um, he gets in and just is right foot down all the time. And if you give him the equipment to go get it done, he gets it done. And even if you don't give him the equipment, he usually gets it done. Um, <laughs> and then Christopher, you know, he obviously runs really hard and is really, um, you know, he's just really smooth and, and super technical. I think Christopher is just, a you know, just a little bit more involved in the car side of it. Well, and you guys, obviously, I mean, since the last time we talked to you, you've, you've started a lot of these different endeavors, you know, Christopher has his micro, which I know you, you know, you help on and in the wing sprint car, obviously too. So I know you guys are, are really good friends, obviously off the racetrack, but I know that's been something too, that's been enjoyable for you guys to kind of go in on together and, and kind of try to build some of these things from the ground up. Yeah. you know, obviously, um, we take our lickings at time doing different <laughs> things like that, you know, like Eldora was disappointing. Um, but you know, we rebounded okay at, at Plymouth without laws. So yeah, it's just when you're not doing something full time, it's hard to just jump in when guys have run 50 times this year already and, you know, expect to expect to compete with the, you know, Donnie shots and David gravel, but that's what we want to do. Right. And we're disappointed when we're not. Mm-hmm. So we'll just keep on working on it. we got a couple more sprint car races this year. We're going to go to Lakeside and we're going to do world finals. So um, you know, a couple more shots to redeem ourselves and, and try to get that program a little bit better. But the biggest thing is we just need to do more of it um, and just race more. You know, whenever you're in something, no matter what it is, any kind of business or anything, you're doing it every day. There's a good chance you're going to be better than the guy that just shows up and mm-hmm. does it on a one off. Well, you guys made it look pretty easy uh, at the beginning, you know, winning with the fast series right away. Then one of your first outlaw races, you guys won. Um, then at that point, you guys, you know, it seemed like everyone else got better once you guys rolled it out. Uh, I was talking to Tanner Thorson last week about, you know, running with Dyson and Pennsylvania. I'm like, wing racing is the hardest racing there is because it's so competitive. Do you feel that way? Yes and no. I feel like, um, and I don't know, maybe it's because I'm a midget guy. I feel like there's more midget guys that could win night in, night out than there are wing sprint car guys. Um, just like from a total number of winners over a season, um, you know, cause like you got Tanner Thorson and the wing field side, I feel like is very much car driven um, and track position driven, depending on what track it is. So you got to have all the right pieces to, to put it together. Wing racing is definitely very, very difficult. Um, and the guys that are successful at it are successful at it for a reason. Um, but you know, it's hard to win in anything, um, whether it's a bomber on a Saturday night. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
So is Toyota developing an engine uh, for the sprint car? We've obviously seen, seen Ford do it. Um, is Toyota planning on putting a 410 sprint, sprint car, uh, you know, engine together? Yep. Yep. So at PRI, they announced that they were, uh, you know, had the intentions to work on a, on a 410 sprint car engine. So that's in development. And, you know, I think it's all kind of been delayed by COVID, which, um, you know, like we all had something delayed by COVID. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know when it's going to hit the track, but they are definitely working on it. And I know everyone over there is excited and, um, I think they're going to be able to do a lot of cool things with that, um, 410 package, whether it's sprint car racing or, you know, other types of racing as well. Well, I feel like before we let you go, we uh, we have to talk about the biggest addition to the boat household, and that's baby Chloe. So, how is uh, how's she doing? How's Casey doing? And uh, how's life for you as a dad now, traveling up and down the road? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, you know, so f- my first race back was Eldora. Um, I took like ten days off to, to hang out at home, so uh, it was exciting to get back to the track. But I also miss Chloe. It's a it's an amazing experience. Um, and Casey, obviously the superstar, she makes it easy on me. So, uh, baby and Chloe and baby and mom are doing well. And, uh, we're excited to get Chloe to her first race eventually. <laughs> Will it mean, you know, a lot to you to get Wyndham a triple crown this year? Yeah, definitely. Because like this time last year is when Chris and I first started even talking about, um, you know, the potential of NOS energy drink and, and Chris coming over. Um, and that was the big thing that I said is, you know, like I know the only, I don't want to say the only reason he's running a midget, but one of the top reasons he's running a midget is he wants that triple crown. So to be able to deliver that for him would be huge. It'd be huge to do. I feel like in our first year of like Tucker boat motorsports, you know, and me fully committed to that side of it, um, you know, and then the kind of double his career wins this year, you know, he only had two coming into the year and we've won four already um, and been in a position to win quite a few more has been rewarding. So if we could, uh, we just got to close the door, you know, we got to go in and do our job and night in and night out. And, uh, if we go and win some more races, it should handle itself. Having somebody like him and then having somebody like Andrew, who obviously just doesn't have the laps or the experience that Chris does. Have you been able to notice improvements in Andrew just by either him and Chris talking or him just watching Chris and having him in the pits every night? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the one nice thing about Andrew and Chris was that they raced together last year too. Mm -hmm. So they kind of had, some relationship and then um you know andrew's been able to lean on chris and obviously you know lean on me um you know when he has a couple of questions but andrew is uh you know he's his own driver he does a good job um for sure and i think i would expect like the confidence from kokomo um to carry throughout the rest of the year i think that was going to be you know i'm hoping that's the lifting point to go out and finish the year strong and uh, hopefully pick up his first one i feel like these next two tracks, Wayne City and Hobstad, are both great Andrew tracks. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if he could pull one out. Mm-hmm. How, so I was talking to Tim Truex about this the other day. Like you and, and Paul Silva and Keith Coons are kind of like the only guys who have done a little bit of midget racing and wing racing. Like how impressed have, are you with what Silva has done, you know, winning the Chili Bowl and then the year they have had, like as a car owner, like – like are you in awe of what Silva has done this year yeah I mean I have a ton of respect for Paul I don't know him that well um but he's obviously been around a long time and I almost like think the wing sprint car side a lot of it translates um I don't don't know that it translates but I think you learn a lot of different things wing sprint car racing 
that can help your midget program. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like running that wing sprint car and challenging ourselves with something new has helped the midget program continue to grow. Um, yeah. Because those guys are so good. And there's so many different sides to a wing sprint car, like when, especially in half mile racing. Um, you know, you start talking about aero and all that, that you know, types of things. And, um, you know, like Eldora guys are trimming out and when the track had grip that first night and gravel set the new track record, right? So you're thinking about things you would never think about with a midget on how to get drag off the, off the car and what's the right amount of downforce for a drag. So it brings into a lot of different things and um, different things you wouldn't think about with an Omni car. It almost seems like the wing sprint car drivers, when they get in a midget, are better than the non-wing sprint car drivers. Why is that? Absolutely. I think, one, it has to do with just carrying momentum. Obviously, midgets don't have a ton of power. So you've seen guys that are able to keep their momentum up, be more successful. Um, and then they are even usually more, you know, successful in other cars, like when you get in a stock car or, a, um, or an indie car, you know, mm-hmm. guys that just are able to keep their momentum up and keep the car rolling, just kind of create more lap time. Um, and I think that's definitely what a wing sprint car teaches you because, you know, if you're opening the board and sliding the car, you're going to be slow. They got to keep their, you know, the arms locked and, uh, and keep it as straight as they can. What are you going to do here if this wing program takes off? You're going to, you're going to still have a midget team. You're going to go full-time wing racing like everybody else is doing. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'm going to go full-time <laughs> wing racing. We're definitely going to keep the midgets. Um, good. Cause I know, need a I place to run. <laughs> I know we just need to run you more, I know. but, uh, yeah, well, I mean, you know, we'll always have the midgets, and I, I love midget racing. I'm definitely a midget guy, so we're, uh, we're excited to uh, to keep it going. Chad, thanks so much for coming on the show. It's a pleasure to have you. I think we had you on season one, like maybe like the 10th episode or something, so it's exciting to have you uh, back on, and, and thanks for uh, supporting us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for everything, Dylan. We'll, yep. uh, we'll get you in a car over here soon. For sure. I think what you're gonna run Chili Bowl. I'm gonna break that news. So. Yeah. Well, I hope so. Yeah. I, that's if the plan. Happens. Yeah. That's the plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As long as it happens. So as yeah. long as uh, they let us come, we'll be there, and Dylan will be in a car. Yeah. So cool. Well, thanks for your Should time, buddy. Yeah. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks, thanks Chad. Tyler. See ya, Chad Boats. Everyone, fantastic interview. Fantastic race car driver, and has been highly impressive in his first year running the USAC National Midget Series as an owner, Dylan Welch. Yeah, and I think anybody who knows Chad, you know, knows his work ethic and his his dedication to making everything that has his name on it be, you know, well-represented, good, you know, clean, nice race cars, fast race cars. So uh, him stepping back full-time from the driver role and becoming a full-time owner, I think he's he's uh, he's adapted about as perfectly as you can. And, um, you know, his cars are, are – as good as they were last year, I think even better this year. It's been really impressive. Of course, I thought they were the best cars in the building at the Chili Bowl. They've been the best cars all year long in the USAC National Midget Series. He is really good with a wrench, uh, built a fantastic sprint car with Christopher Bell. You know, of course, they won an outlaw race. They won a fast series race. Um, they're just, you know, they're fun to watch and they're exciting to uh, follow along with. And, of course, he said they were a little bit disappointing at Eldora, but rebounded, you know, at Plymouth the following night with Christopher Bell. So, um, it's going to be fun to see what they can do with both the midget and the sprint car for the rest of the year and next year uh, with the USAC National Midget Series. All right. It was fun talking to Boat. Uh, it was good recapping the USAC National uh, Midget and Sprint Car Series races at Gas City and Kokomo. Short track nationals this week. I'm telling you, tune in. It's going to be amazing. 360 race at Little Rock, Arkansas. Big time race. We're bringing out the A-team boys. Uh, ben Shelton, Tony Bachoven, Brian Holbert, of course, the voice of the ASCS. Lucas Oil ASCS uh, 360 National Tour. Um, 
I know I'm going to be drinking beer and watching that. Actually, I might be working, so I can't say I'm drinking beer, but <laughs> yeah, don't want pull that. highlights and don't, stuff. Yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> I might do that too. <laughs> All right, you going to Indy? I am. You're getting on a bird right now, aren't you? I'm getting ready to. Yeah, a couple hours. And then you're going to head down to Lawrenceburg, get us some content there. I'll be there Saturday. Looking forward to it. I'm so jealous of you. Just go, just go into the casino and throw like a $100 bill into the slot machine. Or I'll something. get right on that. <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in. We finally have a name, the Loud Pedal Podcast here on Flow Racing. And thank you for joining us. This has been episode four of Flow Racing's Loud Pedal Podcast.